Welcome to Little Birdie Podcast. I'm your host, Scoot, and it's the Open Championship. It's, wow, it's a highly anticipated week. Rory McIlroy is back. He's out swinging. Uh, Xander Shuffle, he's a perennial bridesmaid, and he's won the uh, key lead-up in the Scottish Open. Tigers on the attack. He's not happy with Greg Norman, and he's got plenty to say. I'm surprised he's still getting around, but um, it's going to be an action-packed week, and uh, I think it's going to be hard and fast, and uh, Tigers there tweeting saying that the fairways are even faster than the greens. That that news courtesy of uh, Mike Doggo-Caridi's uh, Twitter feed, but uh, top rope. I'll introduce you first. You love controversy. Gee, golf's hot at the moment, isn't it? Oh, I do love controversy. The only sad thing is there aren't too many coaches to sack. <laughs> but aside from that, we've, uh, uh, we've got plenty going on. Um, yeah, Greg Norman uh, was the, the, that's the big the big kind of news story this week. Uh, most of the champions were, yeah, living champions were invited back there and had a special event to celebrate the 150th Open Championship at the home of golf. And, uh, see you, Greg, not invited, and then a few pot shots being laid out by, by Rory and Tiger. It's, uh, it's a wonderful time to be a golf fan. Plenty to bet on, too. That's outstanding. And it's just, I don't know where Tiger sort of gets off, like just shilling out life advice and telling people where they can and can't <laughs> earn. Like the damage that he's done from a brand perspective to the game of golf over his past. I know he's done a lot for the game, but on the flip side, he's also uh, made a couple of boo-boos himself. Yeah, I'd be more interested in uh, in maybe Tiger's uh, diner waitress guide uh, rather than uh, <laughs> his advice on, on, on how to be dishing out uh, dishing out coin. Look, it, it you know you, you can you, know, you can argue whether the the, the money's good or bad. Yeah, how could you have a problem if you're Lee Westwood or Graham McDowell is never going to is never going to seriously contend for another major tournament again? And you get the opportunity to be paid at. Why would you not take? You'd be mad not to. You, I would have nothing but disrespect for you for not taking. I think you'd be an absolute fool. So, um, good on them. And you know, if you, 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 yeah, it's hard to kind of get excited about people like Brooks because Brooks has only ever cared about the majors. If he's going to get playing in the majors, so bet. So, uh, look, there are one or two you can make a case for. Probably should have stayed, but um, yeah, each to their own. I think uh, it gives kids more opportunities to um, poke through. All of a sudden, they've got an extra tournament to uh, qualify and. If the PGA fields are depleted, well, we're going to see uh, younger talent get there faster. So I think it's uh, a great thing for golf. Mike Dogger-Caridia, he, uh, he strikes me as a cool, calm customer. And uh, I know he's been out playing recently. Well, how do you feel about all this uh, furor about the uh, the Live Tournament? Yeah, probably a little bit in between both of you guys. I, I got If someone wants to take the coin and go, good luck to them. You, you, can, you know, can't anger at a bloke who's taken... $150 million to go play golf just to turn up. but uh, And you're right about the people that are getting those younger guys that are going to get a start now. I probably have the problem with the guys that have taken the 150 mil then wanting to come back and cut off the guys, that are the younger guys coming up from the bottom. So if you want to go do it, go do it. But, yeah, you don't have to come back. Just go do your own thing. Go nuts. Yeah, I tell you what, we'll uh, we'll be the first on course if they can uh, get a live tournament in Australia. I've got no doubt whatsoever. I think a uh, little birdie marquee or some uh, hospitality would suit us. Let's get on to the serious business. Uh, we've got Big Daddy uh, first drop. He'll come in uh, Ricky Ponting style. He's been in a few headlines recently. Uh, Big Daddy can find an edge and can find a rort. So I'm tipping uh, for his last major. He'll. Uh, be right on the money. I think he's got four more tournaments left for his sub, so you can uh, get on board those for $44. But uh, today's content's free, courtesy of Top Sport, Punting Form, and Club Tech Golf. 
Dogger, I'll start with you. Uh, as uh, I think Top Rope alluded to, it's the 150th running of the Open Championship and we're at St Andrews. What can you tell us about the old course? Yeah, the old course. Well, I think everyone knows the home of golf. Uh, you know, 460-odd years they've been playing there or it's been a course. And, um, yeah, I think a lot of people look at it as what the epitome of Lynx golf is. So it's going to be very different to what if you, if you – I'm sure most of the people that are listening or watching have, have watched golf at St Andrews before. But if you haven't, it's, it's a Lynx course. It's in between – uh, the water and, and land, and and it's going to be very open, very different. So no, no trees around. It's going to be very much affected by the weather. And the the main things you're going to be contending with are going to be the bunkers, which are scattered there to do some damage to you, especially when the wind gets up, and the wind and the weather, which this week looks a bit light. Looks like it's going to be, so far, it's going to be a little bit uh, benign, you know, mid-20s uh, weather for the Celsius and wind probably around 20, 25 Ks, probably gusting up a little bit more. One of the things the pros will be watching and the caddies will be watching will be the tides because the tides will affect that wind. Um, and then heading out from the clubhouse and then coming back in, you could possibly catch head headwinds out and in depending on when that that those tides change. So there'll be a lot of the guys looking at it and then really having to have a think about, right, where am I going to hit this ball? If I'm hitting into a green, I'm going to need to allow for those winds to land on the on these massive greens. And then uh, also off the tee, obviously. So you want to be making sure that if the ball's going to come off, you're allowing for the wind, but you're also allowing for some run out because you've got some hard and fast fairways, like you said, Scoot. Um, and you really don't want to be in the bunkers because they are proper penalties. You're going to be copying at least one shot if you do end up in one. It's it's funny because yeah, in the past you've seen just you know the beanies on and just absolutely belting rain. So. We might see some uh, high scoring, and I haven't had a little bit of a look at the weather, and I'm not very good at this, so I'd like you to tell me that I've uh, found the right sort of angle. But uh, it seems like the worst of the wind will come on the final day, which might make it a little bit treacherous late. So there could be some big trading opportunities. If there's a bunch finish, it looks like the worst of the wind will be in the afternoon come Sunday. Yeah, it's certainly a market and an event where you'd be watching to trade all the way through. I mean, effectively, the wind, as much as we're looking at that weather and, and what it's going to look like now it will it will change it just absolutely will so if you've got a line and you can see something in the market that you can take advantage of you'd be mad not to especially if you're seeing leaders that are out there um, that you know are going to cop it on Sunday and you think someone can get a score and get in the clubhouse they might be able to eat up three or four shots outstanding all right let's have a look at the uh, the market and it's pretty bang on uh, a top sport the, f- the top sort of 10 or 15, all of these players have been winning tournaments all year. There's no real surprise uh, packets, I would have said. Uh, Rory's the favourite into $10 at top sport from 12. Uh, Xander Shoffley, as we mentioned, uh, last start winner, $18. Spieth, who goes, uh, finds a leg over here, uh, $20. Uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick, $20. John Rahm, $21. JT, $21. Cam Smith, $22. Cantlay is $22. Scheffler, 22, Lowry, 22, Zelatoris, $29, Colin Morikawa, $31, and Dustin Johnson, 31. And then you've got players like Tommy Fleetwood at 38, Tony Finau, 44, uh, Nick Tedeschi's pin-up boy, Tyrell Hatton, 44, and then you've got Matsuyama at 48 with Sam Burns and Victor Hovland. Interesting uh, little point about uh, the Scottish Open. Generally, uh, it's a bit of a, uh, a nice guide. Um, is there any concern? Uh, maybe I'll, I'll throw this out to you, Top Rope. Uh, have a listen to some of these names that didn't make the cut last week in the Scottish Open. I know you bet every week in the golf you're an absolute victim of it. Does this worry you that these names missed the cut last week? And that's Scheffler, Morikawa, Zelatoris, Hovland, Stenson and Matsuyama. What do you do with that information? Uh, I like to see 
players play in the Scottish Open before, but I don't have a real issue about how well they're doing. Look, Colin Morikawa last year really struggled, tried a new putting uh, technique last year, uh, couldn't drain anything at the Scottish Open, and then um, come out and uh, won the Open Championship. Uh, I, I would rather see them turn up. So I'm, yeah, obviously when you you kind of when you you're hitting like JT and you're ten over, there's a slight concern there. Probably another little bit of concern around those who don't have a huge experience on links courses, like maybe a Scotty Scheffler. Um, but I'm, I'm not too fast. I, I certainly wouldn't rule any of them out based on last week's performance. In fact, I, I, I would prefer them to have played than to have not played. Interesting one. All right. Let's talk about uh, Rory McIlroy, the favourite, and I might throw it to you first, Dogger. Um, he seems to be on fire. He's giving out plenty of lip uh, about the politics in golf, but uh, he's backing it up with the uh, the wand. So he's in uh, red-hot form, and is he justified favourite at $10? Yeah, for me, he is. Um, he's probably the one in my guide that comes up on top. No surprise, he's the favourite. Uh, he's he's had great form. He's, he's probably playing some of the, the best golf he's played in a long time, and all the stats that I'm looking at are the ones that he's shining up in. So strokes going approach and around the green and scrambling, he, he's really um, going quite well. And then also off the tee, he's, you know, he, he's, he's hitting it well off the tee. Um, he's ranked number three overall in the PGA Tour this year. His results have been good. Um, you know, it, he did skip the Scottish last week. He had a couple of weeks off after probably, I think he played about three or four weeks straight on the PGA Tour, which is which is probably uncommon for him. Um, but I think he's cherry ripe and I think everything sets up for him pretty well this week. Um, I, 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 yeah, I've definitely got him on top. Top rope, concur? Uh, justified favourite for mine. I'll, I won't be betting him this week. He's not... Um, not a little short in betting for my liking, but he's playing great golf. Kind of a bit of a niggle he didn't play last week. That's a slight concern. Uh, like he's excellent off the tee, which is which is a big guy for me. I'm kind of looking at strokes hand off the tee and uh, total driving on that front. Obviously, he's a, a great ball striker. Powerful scoring is another uh, guy. He's top 10 on the PGA Tour. little concern on the greens. little concern uh, didn't play last week. Um, and the fact is, yeah, it's been a long time between drinks and the pressure kind of builds with every major doesn't win. So um, for mine, happy to uh, not bet him. Certainly kind of not keen to, to lay him, but, but, but happy to, to kind of shoulder arms on him. The second in the market, Xander Shuffle. Uh, thoughts about his last start win? Uh, yeah, Shuffle's on, on, on fight. I mean, he's played the hottest golf in the world and kind of his profile heading into this is probably a little similar to, to, to Scotty Scheffler in uh, uh, heading to Augusta. Um, yeah, Augusta's kind of talking of Augusta. It's certainly probably the, the, the preeminent kind of correlation course for me. Even though they're obviously very different. The, the, those who kind of do well at Augusta tend to do well at St Andrews. Um, look, he's another one, probably a lot like Rory. Oh, he comes up very high in my model. He is going to be right in the mix here. But for a guy who's never won a major, for a guy who, yeah, until, yeah, a month ago was regarded as a bit of a non-winner. He seems a little short in betting for mine. So, again, Shottery Armstrong, Joffre, but obviously can see he's got a massive chance. Hmm. I've had him down in the non-winner column for the last 18 months, and I've, it's just the hip pockets just never recovered. I've, I've learned the hard way with Xander, and I'm not alone. I'm, I'm not the lone ranger there. Dogger? Everything Top Rope said concur with, um, but probably a little bit like you, Scoot. I've got a rule that if someone wins, I don't back him the next week because no one goes back-to-back. And this bloke won the Travellers, and then he – went and played the J.P. McManus Pro-Am and won that, so went back-to-back, and then he won on Scottish as well. They won effectively three kind of two-and-a-half tournaments in a row. 
Um, and that's the only reason I won't be having a cent on him this week because, yep, he stacks up really well, but he can't win. He just can't win three in a row, surely. He's just as likely to do something to really upset me. And he, I'm just happy for him to win without me. Jordan Spieth used to be an ATM. I think uh, he goes really well in link style golf. Uh, as it's his, it's his putting generally. If his putting's on, he's a little bit like Morikawa. If he ha- if he gets hot with a putter, is he in contention this week? Top right. Uh, well, happy to love Jordan Spieth. Which way it's just got too much, you know, for lack of a better term, rubbish in his game. At the moment, like, he, you know, the upside's obviously there when he's on fire, he's on fire, but he can just, there's just too much that can go wrong for him. And I think this week, you to be a pretty low score that's going to win win the tournament. And I think uh, you've got to kind of be on for four straight round. Well, ticks every box, loves Augusta, great record in the open. Um, but at the price, absolutely couldn't have him. If I was laying one of the shorties, he'd be the one to be laying. Hmm. Doggy, are you with him? Probably not. I, I, I don't mind him this week. Um, I probably agree with you, Scoot. His putter's been the problem, um, which is weird because I think we said last time around, if you think about Jordan Spieth, all you think of is a bloke that makes putts from all over the place and, you know, the last probably 18 months, it hasn't been the case for him. I feel like he putted reasonably well last week at the Scottish. He, he's finding form and he just grows another leg here in in in, uh, in Europe. So for me, I don't, I've got him in my top three picks. Um not sure whether I'll be outlaying on him too big, but um, yeah, I definitely think he's a big chance this week. So on the fence there, um, Matt Fitzpatrick. I know Big Daddy's got this guy um, pretty short. I had a little squiz, little bow peep at his model. Bit of pressure here um, with this fella it's, to win an Open Championship would be massive, and uh, to go back to back would be something else. What are your thoughts, Top Right? Yeah, not sure the conditions are going to suit Fitzpatrick. He does his absolutely best golf when things are brutal. You know, the harder it is, the better Fitzpatrick is. We were talking off air before, but on courses where, where par is excellent, you know, Fitzpatrick's at his best. So, uh, and we saw that at Brookline. Uh, yeah, I've got not many knocks on him. He's at, you know, ranks third on the PGA turn, scrambling, tempting strokes, going off the tee. So, it kind of ticks a lot of boxes there. But yeah, it's going to be very, very difficult to back up that US Open win. Um, Look, again, I'm being very boring at the top of the, the, the show here, but yeah, not someone I'll be backing, but not someone I'll be be, be looking to lay at. Okay. Let's uh let's let's get to let's get down to some of the uh the nitty gritty. I think um we need to hear you guys uh top selections and best roughies and then we might throw to uh Dogger's first round leaders after that. But uh lead us off top rope. Who's uh who's your best value? Pick and who's uh, your best way? Best pick. Uh, look, he's not a guy that I usually get into. He's not playing the best golf for his career, that's for sure. But I think everything suits John Rahm. Uh, I think he's got to a very bettable price here at uh, $21. Uh, leads the PGA Tour strokes, came off the tee, total driving, ball striking, thirds, greens, and reg, tenth, par four scoring. Uh, has a top five at Augusta, has top tens uh, uh, at the Open, has improved at every Open championship start. Um, Played last week, uh, ticks all the boxes for mine. So um, for one of the first times in my life, I'll be back in John Rahm. Um, a couple of mid-tiers and, and, and roughies I like. Uh, I, yeah, at, a, um, at some decent prices at around the, the kind of 80 to 90 to one shot, uh, two I'll be looking at uh, Sanjay Im and Corey Connors, a couple of strong ball strikers, uh, Im in particular, uh, fourth in par four scoring as well. Both got form um, at Augusta. Yeah, both coming off kind of top tens there. Uh, both enjoy, or, uh, sorry, even enjoys desert golf as well. And, and from the roughy point of view, I'll throw out two names for you here. Uh, probably the best of them, Seamus Power, uh, the Irishman. 
uh, has really played well at majors this year, his first year playing majors. Uh, ranks second on PJ Tour, powerful scoring, very good around the greens, a strong ball striker. Um, obviously kind of grew up playing a little in golf. And at a huge price, uh, I think around 200 to 1, Keith Mitchell. Um, excellent off the tee, uh, good around the greens. I think he will be well suited this week uh, to St Andrews. So uh, a couple of roughies there for him. I'm just sitting here laughing because every time we do this, it's frightening how, how aligned <laughs> top rope and I am because the two blokes that I've got out out the paddock are Keith Mitchell at a massive price and Sungjae Im at about 80. So he's already called those. So we're aligned there um, in the mid-tier and the roughies. Um, for me, it, look, it, I really don't like betting the top end of the market. I hate taking favourites. And, and I think Rory stacks on top, but I just can't bet him at 10 bucks. So... I'll put a line through him, and I'll really be working around three guys. My number one pick will be Justin Thomas again, which oh makes my God. me extremely happy. Uh, he's, he's Drake's going to approach. He's scrambling. He's around the green. He's off the tee. He does everything right. I think spending a bit more time with Tiger doesn't hurt. A little bit more thinking around this course because he's really going to have to get a bit of imagination. I think that's probably the thing that hurts him on Lynx courses. He, he just needs to get that imagination. Um, and then after that, it's going to be the, the other guys that we sort of talked about already and Jordan Spieth. Um, that I can see going going pretty close to the top um, and going well. Well, Dogger, I don't know what to say about that. I just hope Big Daddy doesn't come on and uh, rubber stamp Justin Thomas. I'll, th- <laughs> I'll throw up a little bit in my mouth, I think. But um, Rory uh, on top, Justin T- Thomas is uh, the value play with speed, and then you've got uh, Ruffies in Sung Im and Keith Mitchell, which uh, line up with top rope, and then top rope's going to go uh, Johnny Rahm at the $21. Sung Im also with Corey Connors. Seamus Power is the 85 to 1 chance at top sport. And uh, Keith Mitchell is the bolster that you guys like at 201. And top rope's lay was uh, Jordan Spee. So you guys might have to have a, uh, a side bet there. And uh, any big lays, Dogger, you going to put the pen through someone in the top of the market? Look, the one that I put the pen through, and again, it's not because they can't. I know people are going to look at this like it's a bit of a weird angle, but it's what I said before. I, I just, Xander Shoffley, I'd put the pen through because it, you, just, you just can't win three in a row. Simple as that. Like, it, it just doesn't work that way. You know, he, it, it, golf just, unless you're Tiger Woods, it doesn't <laughs> work that way. Oh, that's music to my ears. I'm happy to put the pen through Xander as well. All right, uh, Dogger. Historically, uh, if you if you look at uh, this deck, I, I think if you get away to a fast start and you're in the mix early, a lot of those, I'm not saying that you have to go wire to wire, but uh, fast starters have got really good records in this tournament. So, I'm very curious for your first-round uh, leaders. I know they're your forte, but uh, I, I want you to say Cam Smith. I want you to just come out and say Cam Smith's a big chance to get off to a hot start because I, I want to back him for the tournament. I think the wide-open fairways will forgive that snap-wristy, hooky, bloody stuff that I do, and I can relate to him. I love the way he goes about it, and I think uh, the bunkers and his putting, I think he can bounce back strongly. And I think he was all right last week in the Scottish Open. So tell me, tell me you're going to back Cam Smith to be a first-round leader and tell me, that uh, he's going to be in the mix early. Give me confidence. Uh, as usual, Scoot, I, I always have a very light go at these. I have five players that I pick, and uh, it gives me something to watch on a Friday morning. So, in no particular, I'll give you. I'll give you no particular order. So, can't lay at thirty-four. Uh, Kurt Kitayama at one hundred and one. Minwoo Lee at one hundred and one. Seamus Power at sixty-seven. And my number one pick, Cam Smith, thirty-eight. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I tell, I tell you what, 
You've made me happy. Are you legit there or are you just pandering? To- no, no, he, he, he was the first person I wrote down. Uh, when it comes to his, his round one scoring average is very good. He stacks up very well in this model. It wouldn't shock me to see him have a really good week. I'd love to see him have a good week. I'd love to see Leash have a good week and make up for the playoff miss. I'd love to see Scotty have a good week and make up for the capitulation. But I think, uh, yeah, Cam Cam's a, uh, a really good chance to go well early. Just uh, my little Scooty's little model, uh, Seamus Power and Cam Smith. If these guys can get out to a fast start, I tell you what, the boys like him. Uh, we like Seamus Power at least. I think uh, they're the uh, they're the little uh, sneaky ones, reading in between the lines and uh, putting it into the magical computer of my mind, which is uh, destined to fail at the final uh, throws. Dogger, you've been sensational. You've been sensational all year, and it's amazing. You blokes are all over it all the time. But uh, I've loved the banter. I know it's uh, Top Rope's favourite thing to do, but I'm going to have to give you the lemonade and sass because uh, I just can't fit... Uh, all these egos into the same podcast. I need to make life easier for me to navigate and bounce between uh, the three stars, Top Rope Dogger and uh, Big Daddy. But a big thanks from everyone, uh, Little Birdie TV, and I'm sure you've helped the listeners out there uh, jag a couple of winners. So thanks, uh, Dogger, and I'm sure Cheers, we'll see you soon again. Enjoy. All right, we're going to uh, reshuffle the deck chairs and uh, just take a 20-second break, and uh, we'll have Big Daddy back on the other side of this break. But uh, if you're a bit of a golfer, make sure you head to uh, Club Tech. They're Melbourne's golf repair specialist. They're based in Coburg. they got uh, a large range of all the major brands. So if you want to do a bit of a price comparison and help out one of our sponsors, they'll match prices. So if you want to get your sticks and have a bit of a hit, especially when uh, spring's just around the corner, make sure you head to clubtechgolf.com.au and uh, you'll always get 10% off if you mention Little Birdie. So make sure you check them out. They're uh, a great group of blokes. Big Daddy's up next. And now uh, we'll see his take. Welcome back to the Open Championship Podcast. I'm your host, Scoot, and i got top rope with uh, Flick Mike Caridi. But uh, i tell you what, we've brought in the super sub in Big Daddy. He's like a Ricky Ponning. He's just come out swinging. Big Daddy, how are you, brother? Yeah, good, buddy. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Uh, I'm a little bit nervous because you've been listening in the background, which is unusual. You're usually a busy man, but uh, you've heard all our fibs, our BS and all our diatribe, and I just need you to straighten the wheels and tell us the error of our ways. Uh, well, if you want to start on live golf, um, <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Uh, look, there's a lot of controversy, and Tigers come out and, and sort of had a go at Greg. Um, my personal opinion is on this: is that you know, being an ex-professional golfer and playing overseas, when you make the transition from amateur golf to professional golf and you, you're trying to do that for a living, my personal opinion is, is that your goal is to play the biggest tournament you possibly can every single week of the year. So at the moment, the biggest purses are the Live, live Tour. Now, they haven't been able to come to an agreement with the PGA Tour and the European Tour, um, and I think they have with the Asian Tour. But the, I know it's not carrying any world ranking points, but you have entering golf as a, as a touring professional, your goal is to set up one day, hopefully, your retirement and, and provide for your family. And, and these guys have now got the opportunity to do so, it's particularly some young players coming up. So I don't know how you could possibly ever knock that back. And there's certain things I don't agree with with golf in terms of 50 hole, 54 hole formats and, um, you know, teams. Uh, yeah, it's something different. Um, but it's, it's not the traditional format of golf. And I don't sort of agree with that. So hopefully they can come together and work out something. I think it'd be great for the game, sort of having a reduced amount of tournaments like that. And, and hopefully it can sort of carry world ranking points. I think 
if they do endorse that, then you know, look at I think we'll see a lot more players play it. I, I did hear some um, sort of labour pains from some of the PGA golfers saying that the, the schedule was a bit laborious and uh, they were sort of over golf. And when you look at the NBA, I think they, you know, some of the big players only get through 75 or 80 percent or even 60 percent of the games on the NBA circuit. Like, to back up um, and play all the PGA Tour, well, you'd be absolutely buggered, I would have thought, and less time with families. And I think you hit the nail on the head. There's so many young guys that you hear these stories about sleeping in their cars and all these pros that have got not much money and they need sponsors to get them up to the uh, the, the markets. Uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's a no-brainer. I think we all agree that the, the, the cash and the opportunity is there, but hopefully they can uh, nail, I guess, the right sort of format and, yeah, as you say, the shortened version um, may not uh, make too much sense, but uh, I'm sure once they iterate and they can get this right, and fingers crossed, we can see it uh, down under and support some of the uh, the Aussie talent because uh, we know how de- deadly they can become. Big Daddy, do you approach? I guess it's over the other side of the pond. Do you approach the Open Championship different as uh, the last major to, I guess, the other uh, the big ones? I do if weather conditions are forecast to be terrible. Uh, the weather forecast this week looked to be fairly benign. There's a little bit of rain around, I think, Thursday, Friday, but the winds aren't extreme. And if it's going to be very windy, you, you've got to, as Mike said, you've got to have a look at the tide because in at St Andrews, the wind can be very dependent on the tide. For example, Tiger said in, I think, 95 when he played there the first time that he played every hole into the wind. So... You know, the only reason that happened is that he got stuck during his round when the tide changed and the wind changed, and and that can happen. Um, the wind, it's going to be. It looks like it's going to be fairly benign, but you never know. Um, I I kind of they'll get a, a, a better idea later in the week of how the weekend's going to play with the weather, um, and I'll be keeping an eye on that. It's something. It's something you do have to really keep a close eye on, particularly when you're betting in the run. Um, so if anyone's out there sort of ringing up bookmakers and having a bet, um, you, you definitely want to be having a look what the wind's doing and, and what the conditions are doing and, and keep following it throughout the week. Um, try and stay one step ahead of the game because if, if conditions are benign in the morning, players are more, it's conducive to low scoring, so they're more likely to go out and have a lower score. And, you know, if the wind's going to really get up in the afternoon, they're going to pull back. Those players in the afternoon are, are going to be less likely to shoot lower scores. Um, St Andrews has changed a little bit the They've lengthened, I think, the eighth hole uh, from back in the late 90s, early 2000s. The bunkers have got a little bit deeper. Um, they used to be a little bit shallower. Uh, so, you know, there's a, there's a couple of little changes. But in general, if the if the wind's down, uh, I know the course is going to be playing a little bit firm, but the course is generally conducive to good scoring if it's benign. Yeah, that's, that's what the guys suggested off air before um, we kicked off the show. They're expecting... Um Maybe huge scoring, so a real attacking type of golf, and players that uh, make too many uh, bogeys, sort of like a Tyrrell Hatton, one of uh, Nick Tedeschi's love child. If you make too many bogeys, you could just put yourself out of play. It's the guys that uh, are going to post aggressive scores here that uh, are more likely to win. I'd be interested to see if we can get Tristan to do a an under over line of a winning score and see if we can pull his pants down on one of those. That'd be uh, a good cheer to cheer. Um, Cheer points, so it's always it's always fun when you cheer the over, and it's just uh, high scoring. All right, let's um let's get down to uh, I guess well, let's talk about Rory and uh, Matt Fitzpatrick. I know that they're uh, at the at the pointy end of your model. 
Are, are you going to be uh, stepping into Rory McIlroy? Obviously, Dogger thinks he's going to be well suited. Uh, top rope can't quite have him at the price, but um, what can you say about Rory? I, I have to have a save on Rory because he's on my model, as you know, I handicap the whole field. I'm essentially like a handicap and I give him a stroke average. Rory's averaging 68.71 on mine. At any time they're averaging that, you have to throw them in as a saver at least uh, because, you know, he's he's just playing so well. Uh, he hasn't won a major in a long time and I don't know whether Rory wants it too bad. He seems to get himself in a position where he can contend. And it's been a long time since he's won a major. And does does he just want it too bad? Um, sometimes that can happen. But yeah, he's he's definitely the, the hottest player in the world right now. I think. Mm. And someone like Matt Fitzpatrick, do you think he can go back to back majors? Yeah, I think if conditions get, uh, I think if conditions get a little bit difficult, Matt being the European player, I like the European players in the British Open. Uh, they've grown up playing in the conditions. They understand them well. Rory's grown up playing in Ireland. Matt, he's uh, he's a, he looks like he's a pretty good win player. Um, I, I think, yeah, I, I think he can go back to back, but I'd, I'd be favouring Rory over Matt, definitely. And then uh, I, I did notice um, Seamus Power seems to be a big, big price based on uh, your ratings. He's he's fallen into your top twenty-five. He ticks the boxes. A European as uh, as he your best ruffie? He's yes, he's one of my best ruffies. Um, JT Poston's my biggest one. Uh, Cameron Young, Yo, uh, Seamus Power, such Sung Jm's good. Uh, Keegan Bradley's good. He's been playing well. Uh, Corey Connors is good, and Billy Horschel's good. They're they're big overs. So. I'll be sort of having a, a maybe a small play on them with some of the bookies and, and see where it goes. I see Cam Smith in the uh, in the mix in your top twenty five, but uh, a player that's sort of somewhat forgotten, and he's a big live man as uh, someone like Dustin Johnson. He's performed reasonably well in the past. Is um, he suited to this uh, this style? He's a big bomber and he can sort of get a bit hot with a putter. Why can't Dustin Johnson? Uh, have a good round this week. Uh, he can, but I, he doesn't even come into my top twenty-five at the moment. Mm. So he, he's my best lay. Uh, he's sort of up, sort of towards that pointy end of the market. I think he's about thirty-eight dollars, or between thirty-three and thirty-eight. Uh, but he is just not the player that he was a couple of years ago. Uh, he's playing nowhere near it. Uh, I can't have him at all. So would, who would you say is going to be your best result um, looking deep in the market? Is it going to be someone like Matt Fitzpatrick or a Cam Smith or a, I see Justin Tom? If, if, um, if any of the top, uh, my, my model, if any of the top seven players win, it's a break-even result. So that's Rory McIlroy, Matt Fitzpatrick, Scotty Schefter, Shane Larry, Justin Thomas, Cameron Smith, Xander Shoffley. Um, and even Wills Torres. If any of those players win, it'll be a break-even result. Um, I think the market's very accurate in pricing this uh, based off what I've got on my model. But then after that, you start to see a couple of big overs, and if any of those get up, it'll be a huge result, and that's Billy Horshaw, Sam Burns. Uh, not Sam Burns. He'll be okay, but uh, Corey Connors, Keegan Bradley, Samus Power, Sunjay Im. Cameron Young and JT Poston. If any of those guys win, it'll be massive. Top rope, you're just a bit of nodding. You're a little bit happy. You've, it's, it's tickled you. 
downstairs, doesn't it? Big Daddy's uh, model. It's, it's similar to the, the way you're thinking. Well, I always love Big Daddy's model, particularly when we get to kind of the uh, the, the 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 wide ones. But very happy to hear, um, you know, Corey Connors, Sunjeem, Seamus Power, all all, all mentioned there. Um, just interested in a couple other ones. Uh, Big Daddy, that you, you, you might have there. Um, just look at the Europe, some couple of European tour players. If you kind of can see, there any hope in, in terms of kind of relative to the market? Uh, Ryan Fox, Dean Burmester, Jordan Smith. Are they kind of overs unders on your model? Look, Ryan Ryan Fox is a very good, consistent player uh, from New Zealand. He, to me, he's he's been doing very very well in Europe. He hasn't quite moved up into the upper echelon of making my top twenty five. But he's a player that he, I like watching him mentally. He's a player that he's not, he plays like he's not scared. He doesn't get rattled so at all, does he? He doesn't get rattled. He's very consistent in his demeanour. Um, and he just, he looks like he plays like he's not scared. And I love that. I don't like watching players that look like they get scared under pressure. And that's what scares the bejesus out of me with Xander Shoffley. When he gets in the big majors and he gets in the heat, um, <laughs> I, I just have this gut feeling he's going to do something just horrific that's just going to make me shake my head and go, well, I can't believe he just did that. You know? <laughs> he and does. A little bit like when he hit the lid in the water on 16 of Augusta, just way left. It's, it's just hard to back a guy again. And, and I know that that's going to stick in the back of his head because when he gets into the, the heat of the battle again, he's, he's now got to overcome that fear. And I just, I, I just can't, I can't back him when he does stuff like that. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. I- I know lots of uh, pro punters have got little notes on their uh, their monitors because everyone usually has a couple of monitors and some have got uh, don't lose, don't do anything stupid. And I'm tipping uh, Xander's got that just imprinted in his mind and I think he'd just have a little bit of a whoopsie and we've seen it so many times. And, I, I, yeah, I hate talking through my kick, but if, you, if you've watched golf for the last two years, you know what Xander's capable of and uh, it's incredible to have him that short in the market and – I think Dogger putting the pen through. If Xander wins three times in a row, you deserve to lose, I would have thought. But um, let's have a quick look. Well, at- Matt Fitzpatrick scoots very gutsy. He he has a will to win. And he, back when I was trading on the European Tour a little bit, doing the golf, he really, really hurt me and played, like when he was coming through on the European Tour because, you know, he just sort of pokes it around and he has added a lot of length to his game now, but he, he just sticks around. And he's, I, I call him a pest. Because he sticks around and he just waits for his opportunities and then he, he just has this will to win, like what we saw in the US Open. I know he doesn't look at when you look at him kind of from a physical demeanor point of view, but he's as hard nosed as any player out there, Matt Fitzpatrick. And you can kind of tell that he came up not from a you know, a life of privilege and, and life of playing golf in, you know, good California weather. He grew up playing tough golf, you know, in a hard, with a kind of hard edge to him in, in, in Sheffield. I think he he's done remarkably well. I can't, yeah, it's spot on for mine. He's a pest. He's he's an absolute joy to watch, Matt Fitzpatrick. Like, other than the cross-handed chipping, you know, it's uh, um, <laughs> everything about him is 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 kind of you know. I didn't have a didn't have a Zach on him in the US Open. It was I couldn't have been cheering him much harder. So that's that was that's what it was cheering against uh, Zelatoris. Yeah, it was absolutely sickening just to watch him watch him. Um, yeah, steal it out there. He's definitely. Uh, got all the attributes to uh, to be around for a really long time. It's going to be interesting to see how he, he copes. And, again, if that win picks up in the final day, uh, he's definitely a player that's going to really contend because 
from the weather report that I've seen, it's that last day it, the wind might get up. So as uh, Dogger said, um, you can just continually trade for that final day. I know Top Rope does it too, and uh, Big Daddy's just renowned for his in-play trading on golf and various other things also. But um, I think uh, it's time for Top Sports early bets, which are somewhere aligned to a couple of the early picks. Uh, we've heard Dogger have Justin Thomas as his uh, best way. So uh, there's a Top Sport early bet here of 500 at $21 on JT. And then uh, we've got Xander Shuffle. Someone must have backed him last start, playing up their winnings, 500 at 21 And then uh, you've got some money for Ryan Fox, which is interesting. So that's uh, $100 at 121 and now he's in the 75 with uh, Top Sports. So fascinating stuff there. And uh, the good thing about this podcast, it might be our last major, but Big Daddy's going to have his ratings for uh, four of the biggest tournaments remaining. So this week... There's one, and then there's three more after that, so uh, events like the FedEx and things like that. So there's still time to jump on board, so make sure you head to uh, littlebirdie.live and uh, get Big Daddy's uh, golf ratings, and uh, we'll pop that in an email, and uh, we'll send it out later today, and uh, we'll send out a second sweep of that uh, before they uh, kick off tomorrow. But um, I think that's all from me, and uh, I'll make sure we uh, post a summary of everyone's tips in the Discord channel if you uh, haven't got time to... uh, listen to the full podcast or if uh, you just want a, a copy of everyone's tips. But uh, a big thanks to uh, Big Daddy and Top Rope uh, for their work all year. And uh, it's, uh, it's good fun, these open championships, and uh, make sure you just give yourself a little bit of room to trade out, have a little bit extra on, a couple of picks, back a couple. They're at uh, really big odds, some of these things. Stay away from uh, the shorties in the market, and hopefully uh, we've got you something uh, running for uh, the last day, it's going to be uh, great watching, and it's good uh, good times on this one. You put it on uh, in the afternoon and evening, and uh, just make sure you get far far away from the misses and kids. But uh, big thanks from uh, me to you, Top Rope. You've uh, sacrificed Origin so you can stay home and watch the golf. Too smart. Uh, sacrificed Origin got to deal with the wrath of Nikki Sylvester soon enough. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, nah, it's uh, it's a great week. Coverage starts at three thirty tomorrow afternoon. Uh, Thursday afternoon for those listening late. It's, uh, uh, it's going to be fantastic. Uh, my only concern is how many ridiculous three-ball trebles and doubles I'm going <laughs> to burn cash on. Uh, you're, you're so sick. <laughs> All right, Big Daddy, good luck over the weekend and uh, good luck on the punt this week. Right, Thanks, Keith. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, guys. Make sure uh, if you're having a bet and you want to have a decent bet, make sure you check out Top Sport. Uh, they are Australia's biggest betting bookie. Bet where all the pros bet. Uh, the Millerhand family have been in the game for 35 years. They're not fly by the night. They're uh, legit. So if you want to get down for a massive, massive collect, uh, they'll take you on. And uh, they're uh, they're crazy bookmakers. I, I've spoken to Tristan. I spoke to him when the US uh, Masters was open. And uh, I think uh, they don't mind taking a set against someone. If they think they're a little bit short at the halfway point or into the final round, they will sit there and now uh, they'll take block and uh, take some big bets, which is uh, absolutely crazy, but uh, that's why we love them. So make sure you check out Top Sport and give them a go this weekend on all the golf. That's a wrap from us, and uh, we'll see you at the next major next year. Crazy. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.